Looking to optimize your performance, grow your mind, and change your system? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Bold Base Performance Podcast. Before we get into the show today, I just want to tell you a little bit about our new partnership with Vivo Barefoot. If you followed Brad and I for any length of time, you know how critical the feet and the shoes that you wear are to maximizing your function and performance. Brad and I have been wearing a lot of Vivo Barefoot shoes in the past six months, and we cannot advocate enough for them. It has everything that we look for in a shoe. Zero heel drop, very minimal arch support, very minimal cushion, a wide toe box, and maximal flexibility and function to allow your feet to act like feet. Not to mention they're incredibly comfortable and stylish. If you want to optimize your shoe game, your function, and your overall performance, please check out VivoBarefoot.com. Be sure to use our discount code BoldBasePerformance for 10% off to help support the show. Again, that's BoldBasePerformance at checkout. So welcome back again to another episode of the Bold Base Performance Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we have a very special guest on the show, Jake Schuler. Jake is the founder of Optio2 Labs and creator of the Optio2 Sport. For those of you who don't know, the Optio2 Sport is a unique and innovative tool that combines the benefits of nasal breathing with the performance enhancement of a mouth guard to create the ultimate training experience for serious athletes. It optimizes your breathing, improves oxygen delivery to the muscles and tissues, allows you to produce more natural nitric oxide, and most importantly, it allows for faster between-set and post-workout recovery. Our listeners know how much Tom and I advocate for nasal breathing and the importance of recovery in your training. Tom and I both use this product and love it so much, we decided to partner with Jake and Optio2 Labs. We are excited about what the future holds for Jake and for this line of products. Check out his website at optio2labs.com. That's O-P-T-I-O number two labs.com and be sure to use our discount code bold base at checkout for 10% off again that's bold base at checkout for 10% off and that's just for our listeners also be sure to follow jake on instagram at optio2 labs for great content on training recovery and human optimization so now on to the show here's our conversation with jake schuler founder of optio2 labs Yeah, let's let's dive into just a little bit about you. I mean, we'll get to the product and those types of things later, but just like your background, like what brought you to right now? My background, I'm 34 years old. I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, or a suburb of Memphis. Um, my family had a flooring company there, a wholesale flooring company. I was fourth generation in that. Uh, my great-grandfather had started it in Memphis in the 1930s. And we grew up... Uh, I grew up, this kind of plays into, I know what we're going to talk about. I, I grew up with really like two main interests and they were business was one of them and sports was the other. Um, so, I mean, sports is obviously a very common one, especially in this field. Probably business isn't as common. I don't, I didn't have as many friends that like had the interest in business that I had, obviously. Um, but you hear those stories of people that, you know, had started their own business when they were eight and all that. Like that was, that was kind of my background. Two. It was a mix of the two. And even when I say sports, it wasn't really 
I, I'd clarify more and say I grew up with a passion for like activity. Like I like sports and I played sports and, and there was activity in sport. The reason I like sports is because there was activity and there was something to go out there and, and do and keep moving and all that. So I, uh, Brad, you and I talked about it. I, I really got into the individual components of the sports. You know, we talked about, I, I grew up playing basketball, really. That was a sport that I went with and, and stuck with. And so as an example, for me, training specifically for vertical was something that I could put my energy into. I mean, I loved, I knew, I knew that all the ins and outs. I was obsessed with basketball too. And I knew all the teams and I knew all the, you know, defenses and everything, but really as far as training and wanting to learn more and soak it in and get better at, for me, it was vertical training. Yeah. So I grew up, you know, that, that's, that was one aspect of it. And the other side that I was telling you about was the business side. And that one was a little, like I said, a little more isolated for me. I mean, I had, I can tell you my growing up, my wall in my room had posters of Jordan. I, brought, I had every main Jordan poster, of course, After. but I also had like ink magazine printouts and centerfolds cut out. And I had, you know, I can tell you what I was reading. I was always reading business books in high school and all that. Wow. I mean, I think it came from having a background in an entrepreneurial family. Like, like I was telling you, you know, my great grandfather started our company and me coming into that company and growing up um, and knowing that I would kind of be going that direction. I don't know what it's really attributable to, but those are my, my two main interests. So uh, coming out of high school and picking out, you know, figuring out what I was going to do, I went into school actually for strength training. I went in, uh, I went to the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, and I was going to study, I was studying exercise science. And so most people in that, in that major, were going to go either PT or towards strength training, you know, some kind of role in strength training. Um, came out, went three years there studying that. And ultimately, like what, like I was saying, you know, my, my two passions were business and sports. And, and so when I was in Knoxville, I went into that career path and uh, I mean, I dove in and it was awesome. Um, huge learning experience and let me do what I wanted to do. I could be around it and like, Y'all, I'm sure get to one of the perks is you get to stay active and, and work out every day as part of your job and all that. You know, that's that's what I was doing. I uh, went, I worked for the Vols in the weight room as an assistant strength coach. And then I also worked at D1 sports training as a strength coach over there through school. Um, in a sudden, like quick twist of events, I ended up my family had a position come open in the family company that was almost a, uh, I'm not gonna say it was, it was too good to pass up, but it was a, it was a position that came up at a perfect time for me going through the college, you know, figuring out, okay, am I really going to do this strength thing? Having a background and a passion for business and sports uh, and the strength training, you know, my, I had had played it out in my head that I was going to go into do this for my, for a living. Right. And I was going to, be very also be very financially successful at it all right so as I back then anyways as I was going into it the more I got into it the kind of harder the two were to match up you know for whatever reason if it was like people giving me advice on it or whatever it was a the consensus was kind of hey yeah you can come in here and do what you have a passion for doing 
but you're not going to make it, you know, you're not going to financially get to where you want to be. You know, I, it, it was two conflicting goals is what yeah. it was. You know, yeah. I want to, sure. I want to do what I'm passionate about and wake up and do that every day. And I want to be a millionaire by X age, you know, whatever. And, and those two, all right. So now I guess you can do that a little easier. Like I, I don't know if this is true or not. I'll say it. If we'd have had the kind of social media influence, it, all that kind of stuff back then, maybe I could have taken that kind of route. But I was just going to ask you that question. If you had that opportunity now, would it would have been a harder choice for you because you can see the opportunity that people have made from influences like podcasts and social media and the internet. Absolutely. So y'all, y'all. Y'all got a podcast that uh, you're able to put this in, you know, do what you're passionate about and, and spread the word and get out to people who want to hear what you have to say. I had all, I had tons of content. I mean, I've got, I've still got like bins full of content of workouts and crap that I learned and all that, you know, all the books that I would study, but I didn't have anybody that was trying to hear any of that. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know if it would have played out any different, but yeah, I, I kind of think in my head, like i for a lot of reasons. I mean, you know, now, I not in any bad way, but like you can be an influencer by having like a ripped body, you know what I mean? Like, and taking yeah. good pictures, you know, whatever, not like, but like you can. And like, I, you know, that that's, yeah, there was a time when I was all into it and passionate and I probably had a better body suited for uh, influencing than I do today. Really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know we talk about that all the time. Like, with, with the content we put out, it's not necessarily like going to catch your eye right away. Like, you know, someone who's just super jacked or caught or whatever, but like the content, like the importance of the content is there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. So at what point in this, cause this was a huge life decision for you. At what point did you decide, all right, I'm going to do this, even though I really wanted to do that as well. Like, was there a, like a final tipping point or was it just this gradual over time weighing the pros and cons? Like you knew you were going to be successful at both, but then something, was there something that tilted it one way or the other? Yeah, I would say uh, there was a little bit of burnout on school, honestly, that kind of hit me. You know, I, it was, it was in my face. Like, Hey, I was three years in, um, what, what happened, I went to, in Knoxville, I was in a fraternity and I was, uh, I became president of my fraternity and I did it at a younger age than normally they do it at. Or, uh, you go into, in a fraternity, I don't know if y'all did have any experience in that, but it's, it's fun and it's, it's a lot of fun, but you have a lot of friends. When you take a, a position, when you become president of it, it changes a little bit. You go in with a lot of friends and you come out with, couple and it was a so it was a whole year of kind of not whining or anything about it but like of kind of dragging and, and everything was kind of losing its luster and so I had this opportunity at the end of my junior year to hey go over here and now make money you know before it, all my friends were still in school so now I'm gonna go over here and make money and it was that played into it for sure um and I you know I still had this idea that I could kind of manage both and okay yeah I'll go work for this for my family company I was going to be in a remote remote location where I didn't really know anybody so I could still focus on fitness and do what I wanted to do physically you know um I might have been a little naive about that part too uh just once I jumped into full-time running something an operation it it, it is a little more time commitment than I thought so yeah, yeah it, it was 
it was a mix of it was a, a shiny object that I wanted to go after and everything had kind of played into it perfectly that I was I was ready you know but if, if, if anything else it was just a little more incentive to go ahead and take a break from school really so then what what was kind of the next step from there keep, keep taking us on this life journey yeah so from there I went down and, and uh, it was in Jackson Mississippi and I ran my family company and I'll kind of fast forward through some boring years, but I was running my family company. I ended up moving back to Memphis where I'm from to work out of the headquarters there. And uh, so there was another, there came a pivotal point in the family company where there were a lot of changes going on at the time. Um, we were approaching 2008. It wasn't 2008 yet. And the economy was, you know, showing signs of, of where it was going. And I could kind of see, I believe I could see the writing on the wall that we, so we were a wholesale distributor as a, com as a company and we sold to retailers who then sold to people. And then it, at the same time, Home Depot and Lowe's were coming in and getting in the flooring space and all that. So for us, I could kind of see the writing on the wall that what we do was going to be taken out of the equation at some point. So I tried to get with my family and say, Hey, let's, let's reroute it and go this way. That didn't happen. Um, I ended up leaving my family company, not in any way on bad terms or anything like that. I just said, well, I'm going to go, I better go secure my future somewhere else. So I went, uh, long story short, ended up starting my own company, which was my first company that I started, which was a flooring company in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, there were some reasons why it was Little Rock. It's not as random as it sounds, but it was a perfect spot for me to start this flooring company. And it's kind of got like a commercial flooring twist on it. So throughout this time, um, I've moved, I've relocated to Little Rock. I started this company. The company started, I mean, we, we were able to be successful very fast. Um, we were very blessed and we were able to get a lot off the ground quickly. So it grew very quickly. Um, we ended up opening more locations. Uh, at the same time, I got married. I had my first child, my son. Um, we ended up opening, I ended up opening another company, which was a construction company and having another child. So all that to say a whole lot of life events going on, all compacted into a few years, really. I mean, it was, it was very quick. My, my son is four. This is our house that we live in now is the 13th house that he's lived in. I mean, he's flown on, I think 18 airplane. Like it was always a very, wow. oh my yeah, God. We, yeah. It was a lot very quickly. I mean, we were just boom, boom, boom. So all that to say, uh, probably needless to say, I, I got away from any kind of exercise being real feasible to, to keep it up at a level, you know, of any, I mean, vertical training was not something that, you know, the day I started my company, like that wasn't going to be a thing anymore. So now yeah. it was just, I was lucky if I got in the gym and probably once I had my first son, like that one, I mean, it would just, you know, it added up like that kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that is is mainly i don't know if i breeze past the the growth of the companies but it's led to i've got seven locations with the flooring i've got four with the construction around the southeast and i've landed in nashville that's where i uh, live now and where we're going to stay is nashville tennessee and uh that brings us to i believe where where we are now which was yeah. what we're talking about is the optio too so so at what point i mean that's, that's crazy hectic. And like, 
running even one company is remarkable two at the same time plus kids plus all the moving you're doing so many things like at what point was the point where you're like okay I got to get back into fitness or like that passion kind of like continued to boil up in you to the point that like all this came about you know like this product this idea you know the whole like focus of breathing yeah absolutely so there was definitely a period where that was I wouldn't even call it on the back burner. Like it was just, that wasn't what I was doing. You know, I was either worn out or everything was going too fast or I was more excited about what was happening in business and focused on that. I mean, you know, I wasn't, there was a period where I wasn't thinking anything about my fitness, honestly. Um, I would kind of like every once in a while think, okay, I'd, I'd really, you know, either I feel like crap as a person and I need to like do something about this or get the, the bug to just get back into it and, and maybe like make a little bit of a run at it but never really fully committed always knowing that my companies have been in, in a kind of a hyper growth phase for the first since we started them really and so it was an idea of okay once i can get it to where the companies are, are kind of leveled off and self not self-sustaining but in a way more level state then i can do a little bit pull back and focus on what i want to do outside of there you know i can really actually plan when I'm going to be home and when I, what hours and stuff like that, stuff that you just can't plan in the beginning. It's just not part of it. Mm -hmm. So that, that was this year, really earlier this year that I finally felt like we got to, it was probably before that we've got, I've got 35 employees in my flooring company and they're actually a few more than that, I think, but they are rock solid. I mean, they're awesome. They're very good at what they do. It probably was a period before this year that they could have really, handled more without me being so involved. Um, but I'll just say like this year was the first time that I've said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to at least do what I've said I was going to do, which is okay. Take a little bit of time to focus on getting back to keeping, you know, keeping some of that balance, keeping mm -hmm. from going crazy. Um, so this year, really um, early this year, really when this year started, I kind of made it a, a decision that I was going to get my fitness back. And, and at least to some extent, my wife mm -hmm. is, is, it and uh she's passionate about it too and so we just said this year we're gonna really make that a priority anyways so how did that how did that fitness start like was it just kind of like okay i'm gonna get back into the gym and i mean were you still training for vertical or are you still training for vertical or where do you fall within your no, training I, no i haven't done that in a long time so I, I, my goal my life like i guess life goal for vertical was 40 inches standing and i, I think i told you i got to 37 yeah by the time i started my first company <laughs> that's the highest it ever got uh, which was like yeah I think it's like a 43 uh max and so I always same thing I had the idea that okay I'd, I'd circle back to that and I'd pick up where I left off like yeah right I mean that's that's not it might be a reality I told you before I don't want to rule that out like I'm yeah. I'm definitely optimistic I'm a, a I believe in the power of like believing you can do something so I, I may circle back to that but no that's that's far from a priority <laughs> Hey, when, when we talked when we talked on the phone a couple months ago, we were saying how you're going to get back to that 40, man. You're yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> uh, I so if I train for anything, there was a period, there was a short stint where I trained for like some long drive, like golf long drive, um, which is the same as that concept. It's explosive hips and all that, so it, it ends up translating well and it ends up resulting in a higher vertical and all that. But we'll, we'll see. I don't, will I ever be able to jump like a once good, I don't know. All right, so we uh, 
made that decision the first of this year. And I'm 34 now. I've told you that the company is, is six years old and I can pretty much date it back to when I started it to when I kind of fell off the wagon, basically, as far as fitness goes, um, when I started that company. And so that's, that's at least six years right there that I, I mean, I didn't work out, you know, I didn't take care of my body. I didn't do everything. We eat clean, but that was it. Um, fitness wise, we really didn't do too much at all. That was six years. I was, so last time I worked out, I was in my twenties, right? Late twenties. I went back this time thinking I could pick up where I left off and really didn't have any concept. Like it's just harder now. Like I'm, I'm 34 and, and 34 isn't old, but like it is compared to 20. It's very old compared to 28. Like, <laughs> y'all are, you, you're 27. Yeah. Yeah. Tom. Yep. 27. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, it's not any kind of like doom and gloom, uh, foreshadowing y'all are gonna go in with a better approach than I did obviously uh, but hey dude it's a cautionary tale like don't 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 get away from it if you can help it because every day y'all know I mean you take off take off a week how much harder is it to just get back where you were you take off a month absolutely feels like a six year years. yeah it's, it's crazy so, yeah six years so I uh I decided okay I'm gonna I'm gonna get back into it and it was hard and uh that was something that kind of slapped me in the face. I wasn't really expecting at all. And so I did what I do anyways, which is like started digging into anything I could find on YouTube. What books can I read about this? What, what is out there now that wasn't out there before? Cause there's a ton, um, even in six years, I mean, in, in one year, there's a ton. Uh, and really most of my stuff that I've worked on anyways was based from back when I was in college and stuff that I learned there in the weight room. So I was doing some, some of it's still relevant. Some of it's dated, whatever. I just jumped back into to researching and learning everything I could. Um, which led me to the first book I read, really getting back into this, was one called Peak Performance. Y'all familiar with, with that? Yep. Awesome, awesome book. And you know, the, a lot of the premise of that book is how elite, elite athletes focus on recovery. Like some of them, are, it's kind of like recovery-based training more than it is like, you know, what amateurs and what everybody does is wants to get in there and hit it as hard as they can. Maybe you give yourself time to recover, but I'm going back to the gym tomorrow. You know, really eye-opening as far as elite athletes will go wherever they need to go to prep for whether what they're working on, but they might start with recovery or they might, you know, they're going to, they have to have the patience. They have to develop the patience for recovery which was something I absolutely never did. You know, I was always trying to figure out, okay, how can I get more workouts in in a week and still like still allow for some recovery, but you know, that kind of thing. Very big eye opening to say, see elite athletes focus on recovery first like that. Mm -hmm. So getting into that, that kind of led me down this not rabbit hole of, of recovery, um, which led to Wim Hoff learning about Wim Hoff who, Y'all are familiar with Wim Hof, the ice right. bath, the, the oh, yeah. ice man, crazy Dutchman. Um, learning all about that, some incredible stuff that, that he does and he's known for and, and uh, really incredible stuff. I mean, the at first, I won't go too much into that, but like at first it's very weird and kind of out there, but then you see these like Stanford and whatever studies that are backing it all up and it's, it's very cool. Um, Enough to like, I mean, I'm into that stuff anyways. Like show me a study and I'm like, cool, I'm, I'm in, you know? 
So anyway, so I started exploring the Wim Hof method, uh, learning more about that, trying to do that, some of the, the breath work, which, which led me to breath work ultimately. So I'm watching uh, some YouTubes on Wim Hof and just randomly come across one video that in passing mentions the oxygen advantage, the book, the oxygen advantage by Patrick McHugh, which I know y'all talked about on your, on your podcast. Yeah. Um, so that was still in the realm of breath work. It was still all about recovery and I was still in the mindset of, of really, I mean, by this point, I know what optimizing is, you know, which wasn't, didn't used to be a, a thing that I would have been familiar with human optimization and optimizers and all that. Um, by this point, it's something that I can also Google and say what's happening in the optimizing, you know, human optimization world, biohacking world. Yeah. So learning more about that, I, I really, I came across that video. This, this guy happened to mention the oxygen advantage. And so I read that book and that, that is really the basis of what led me down this path to Optio 2, which has really, so that's, all of the other stuff, most of the stuff that we'll read and come across, I feel like is, you know, useful or not useful, um, cool or not cool. We want to implement it. We don't, whatever. It's very, it's way more rare to come across something that we think is like life changing, you know, not to be like dramatic or, or stupid about it, but like something that like is really eye opening and just like, whoa, what, you know, I got to tell people about this and I got to learn more about it and everything. Yeah. That's how that book was, the, the Auction Advantage. Tom, you've read the Auction Advantage? Yes, I read that. Actually, I got uh, Audible for Christmas this summer, okay. uh, or last winter, I should say. And uh, it's been a game changer because I can listen to books in the car, oh, yeah. um, on road trips, uh, on airplane, things like that. And I get through books a lot faster, and that's one of them. I forget where I originally found who recommended it, but uh, it definitely made me so much more aware of my breathing, my daily habits. And like you said, um, it's hard to use the, the word life changer with the book sometimes, but it definitely is one of those that falls in that category. It really is because it, I mean, it, it forces you to look at what you do on a day to day, minute to minute basis. And when you're actually concerned with, is this best for my body or not? Is it, I don't even use the term like beneficial or more beneficial when we're talking about this, I use like the right way to do it or the wrong way to do it. You know, mm -hmm. it's, is it some people say the benefits of which we'll get into, but the benefits of nose breathing, and it's really like, no, the, the detriments of not, you know, the, the bad side of not nose breathing. Really. Exactly. And then that type, yeah. like, I remember we talked about this on that phone call and that's what you said was like, it's, it's not just like, Oh, it, it can be a little bit better for you when you do that. It's like, there's right versus wrong. Like there's ways that our body were intended to work and ways that they were not. And I think that that's just such a key point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I, I say it all the time now because I'm in this and, and I'm talking to people about it all the time. Uh, you know, the, the mouth is part of the digestive system. The nose is part of the respiratory system. And there's really not any gray area. Like it'll come up every once in a while. People are saying there's gray area. And I, I mean, there's not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'll like clarify that I'm not like the authority on this. Um, I do, I have logged a lot of hours researching it and, and, studying it and using it myself for sure um but you know i have yet to come across anything that says it's better to, there's any benefit over nose breathing um there's obviously cases where people can't breathe through their nose they have abnormalities or something going on that prevents them from breathing through their nose they can't but given the option yes that's 
that's how we were designed to breathe um, for a lot of reasons. And and so Patrick, I told you I'm a I'm all into like scientific studies and, and what what you can tell me and like what's been proven. Um, I'm way more once you can tell me that I'm way more inclined to listen and, and adopt it myself. And in that book, he just goes real deep into, you know, this is all the science behind it. This is what they've proven. This is what we know works, why it works. And ultimately the conclusion, spoiler alert, is that, yeah, we want to breathe through our nose, not through our mouth. So it made me, forced me to be very conscious of it, like we were saying. Um, just to add to that quick, Brad and I both read a book called Why We Sleep. If you haven't yeah. read that yet, have you read that? No, I haven't. I, I heard y'all say it and I have it on my my iTunes, but go ahead. Put it on the list. Um, the, the best part about it, it describes how important sleeping is for recovery and for performance and things of that nature and for your overall health. But the thing with sleep and breathing is it's free. It's so easy to install right now. You don't have to go buy this or download that or go here. You just start doing it. It's free and it's easy to use and everyone needs to do it anyway. You can't not sleep and you can't not breathe. So if yeah. you're going to do those two, you might as well start doing them the right way as you as you put it and uh and you're gonna start seeing changes in the things that matter maybe sleeping eight hours isn't prior to you maybe no nasal breathing isn't a priority but the things you want to get better at you know running your business um your workouts things of that nature you're gonna see direct results from these changes and that's why they're so important for people to start doing well it's something you're gonna do anyway like we're all we all have to breathe it's not like a choice you know what i mean like you have to take I have no idea the calculation on how many breaths in a given day. But if you're doing it anyway, why not do it the right way? Like, it's not a matter of not having time. It's not a matter of like not being able to implement this into your day. Like you have, you're taking the breaths either through the mouth or through the nose, no matter what. And like, think about it this way. We understand like compound effects or some people, you know, understand compound interest and something adding on itself. And so when you think of it in those terms and however many breaths that is a day, it's, it's a lot of breaths a day. Now you start the first breath of the day and breathe incorrectly. And then the second breath of the day, you're working with that breath and what happened on the breath before. By the end of a day, you've done that much damage. But I mean, there's a whole lot of, uh, there's a whole lot of you know, science. And I don't get too much into the science. I mean, I'll talk about the product and I'll tell you what we, what we feel are kind of the main points why we wanted to invent it and why we came up with it and what benefits we try to get out of it or whatever the word is. But there is a whole lot more science out there on, on nose breathing and all the benefits of it, stuff that we really don't go into. But there, there's some on, you know, reducing free radicals and uh, basically being a, a natural antioxidant and stuff. And, and so, which ultimately is like anti-aging and stuff like that. So we know if that's happening and you're not doing it, then you're aging yourself faster by default. I mean, that's just what it is. Or, mm -hmm. You're aging yourself faster, and if you are doing it, you're not necessarily anti-aging, but you're aging at the rate you should be. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's confusing. Well, 100%, but. and that's, that's like, the, the thing is, like, people are probably listening, or with other things that we talk about, or with training, or with diets, or with exercise, or with sleep, or all these, like, big pillars. Like, you don't know what you're missing out on, and it doesn't happen immediately. So it's not like... It's not like you're going to breathe through your nose for one day and you're going to be like, oh, wow, yep, I like totally noticed the effects, like my life got this much better, whatever. Like it's all, like you said, that compound interest that builds over time and it, you don't, like you don't know that you're not 100 until you're 100, you know, like you don't know that you're operating at 80% capacity until you get to above 80% capacity. That's just your normal. So people are listening and they're like, oh, well, 
I breathe through my mouth, I'm doing fine, thanks anyway. It's like, okay, but you're also not optimized. And that's kind of where that whole idea comes in. Uh, and I, I mean, that's what I went through firsthand. I mean, I've, I've heard y'all say it before, which is awesome. You said, uh, you said something like, you, you don't know you're not optimizing until you're optimizing, or you don't know you weren't optimizing until you are optimizing. And that's, yeah. all right, so nose breathing is a very simple, effective thing you can do that is, you can notice it very quickly. You know, I tell people when they buy, when they get the Optio 2 to, to give it a week to notice the changes. You know, it really doesn't need a week. It might take, what really takes a week is getting over the the complete shift in what you're doing, the way you're making your body operate and the, the really the air hunger that's involved. So air hunger, you know, you want to take that big deep breath through your mouth because it's this calming, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's a comfort thing. It's like eating, you want to eat chocolate, but like, it's not necessary. You think it is. You, people think that they have to take this out of their mouth and take a use. And I say, leave it in, take a very light nose breath and push through it. And do that and then you're going to make it through it. Like you're not, you're not going to pass out and you're not going to, you know, there should be some kind of disclaimer and there's a medical disclaimer on the, <laughs> on the box, like work to your potential and what, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I pushed through it and it's, it's completely game changing. I mean, there's yeah. so, um, the, I, I don't mean to jump ahead. I mean, should I, I no, jump into the mouthpiece. We want to hear yeah, about yeah, it. Tell our listeners we, about it. We've posted a little bit about it. We've talked about it, but we want to hear from you what your, uh, how it started, where you've gone with it, and things like that. Okay, so I read the Oxygen Advantage. Um, super, you know, I finished the book. Before I finished the book, I was convinced that I need to be breathing through my nose. And it's, it, again, coming from a background of what we can now call optimizing, but always wanting to, to strive for, like you said, why, why would you do it the other way? Um, coming from that kind of mindset, I literally am like every single breath. I want to, I don't want to drink pond water when I have, clean water sitting right here, you know? Um, so that's, and that's the kind of mindset. So I immediately was like, okay, I'm going to start being through my nose. Um, I'm going to start doing it when I work out. So I started doing it while I was working out. Um, and I could notice an effect for sure. Um, it's not that hard to put into words. I mean, it's, it's, I have the same experience that pretty much all feedback I get on it is the same thing. You recover faster. Um, you can, you can tell the lactic acid builds up more slowly. Like it's just, I can, I can jump on and do pull-ups and do 15 and you know, or whatever the number is. But whereas I used to do half that maybe before, and, and you don't have this like weightedness, like I'm not running and uh, well, I, I mean, I'll, that's, that's been my, my experience with it. And it's the same experience that everybody else has, but I, I, I came out and I started breathing through my nose and I could tell a difference. But for me, um, I do want like, even sometimes to an extreme in a bad way, like I want to go a hundred percent, like I want to go hard and do it how, however much I can. I don't want to take any breaths through my mouth, you know? And it's like, I don't care. I read the book. I was passionate about it. Thousands of people have read this book. They're passionate about it. Probably a lot of people think that they've switched to nose breathing, but I would catch myself, you know, mouth breathing all the time. Um, I would be working out and I have mirrors in my gym and I would catch myself with my mouth open and I don't want that. You know, I've already said it. Why would I want that? I don't want that. So I tried the tape, which is what's recommended in, in the book. Um, tape works for me. It's like put uh, painter's tape or duct tape over your or yeah, painter's or duct tape and uh, 
yes, it'll it'll keep your mouth shut. But like for me, it was a very claustrophobic. It, I just I wasn't into it. Um, it's not very practical as far as when you're working out and want to take a drink and stuff like that. And I will say too, uh, both Tom and I use the tape both for working out and for sleeping, and it's tough. I mean, first of all, it's just like kind of like you said that claustrophobic like. I don't know, something about it. It's just like, there's like a mental barrier to it kind of as well. Yeah, um, something about it feels like against your will or something. It's just, yeah. it doesn't feel like I chose to. And, and there's like, there's like the sticky residue and it'll like, if you have any facial hair at all, it'll like pull it out when you're taking the tape off. And I don't know, it was just like not a pleasant experience. No. The first night I wore it, I was like, back in my mind, I was like, I hope I wake up tomorrow. Like, I hope yeah. I breathe my nose through the whole, like, I don't know. And then, uh, but uh, the tape has definitely, I, if I use it too often, I, I don't see big changes, which probably means I'm just getting better overall sleep. But right. if I go for a period without it and then I use it, I see a big change in how well I sleep. Um, yeah. And that's why I'm excited with, with the mouth guard is be more regular with the workout. So your workouts are at such a high level that when you don't use it, you know, it's like, oh, I know, you know, you don't know you're optimized until you're optimized. And then you notice that drop off when you're not using it. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Um, I have made it to the point where I, I, I don't want to work out if I don't have it, you know, which I'm biased and it's probably, you know, sounds extreme, but like, I don't, um, I've seen the benefit. And I, not that I, not that I prefer to not work out if I can't have it, but I want it if I'm going to work out, you know, um, and I have a lot of them. So I end up, I, pretty good on that but I uh I uh I wanted something that's that was the background on it I wanted something that would basically I mean I come up with stuff all the time that's just like a tool to help me do whatever you know whether it's to get my golf stance in the right place or whatever like I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with something just to reinforce it and hold me accountable right um it's not we get every once in a while, we get some very obvious, like, why don't you just breathe through your nose? And it's like, well, yeah, no. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> Brilliant. But like, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. But like, I, I tried that. And like, for me, I wanted some kind of solution for it. Um, and so I came up with this, like I, I have, we, we skipped over uh, a little bit. I had the knowledge to in the background to be able to create something. Um, I know how to do it and, and it comes from some stuff I've done in the past. So it was very easy for me to throw this together. Um, this, this isn't a huge like enterprise, millions of dollars behind this go and we crafted the perfect. It was, I needed something to put in my mouth and keep me from breathing through my mouth. And I just figured if I could come up with something comfortable that would block it. And, and I did and I made some prototypes and they came, they came in and they were awesome. I mean, they're, they're perfect. So um, what I did, I created, it's called the Optio 2 Sport is the one that I came up. Oh, well, here I should mention uh, before I created, or as I started going down the path of, of creating this, you know, it came up, okay, I want something to, to hold me accountable. I've got a good buddy who is uh, same type of mindset. He's very uh, driven. He's very into fitness. He has taken care of himself better than I have. And he's a little bit younger. I said, hey, what do you think about this? Um, first of all, I said, hey, read this book. And he read it and he was the same way. Like, wow, no brainer. Let's, yeah, awesome. Um, I said, well, look, we need to come up with something that's the uh, same thing. That's going to force us to do it. Um, and 
you know, for whatever reason, I'm one of those people that likes little projects like that. I do a lot of them. So we started it as a project. Um, it's basically a grown up class project that turned into a real company. That's what it is. Um, we came up with it. We started, we started with a, a traditional mouthpiece. I had like pretty much every mouthpiece I could find around town or online or whatever. Um, and made some adjustments to those, which I'll get into also that there is, there's some benefits to having the bite pad on there, but what we ended up, you know, at first we didn't really know how we were going to keep it in our mouth, but we knew that we wanted a front wall that would go in between your front teeth and your lips and would keep your mouth blocked from air, no air in, no air out. Uh, next was, okay, how are we going to keep it in your mouth? Um, and that's where the bite pad comes in. We really didn't have, I mean, we could have just put a sheet of, of it's EVA, which is what all mouthpieces are made out of. Um, we could have just put a sheet of that in there, but we did it with a mouth with the bite pad on there. And we also wanted to have, so when you're breathing properly through your nose, you, the most optimal, most ideal position is to have your tongue pressing against the, the top of your palate, um, right behind the back of your front teeth, basically your top front teeth. And so we said, okay, well, let's put in something that's going to make that happen, you know, in this mouthpiece, just as again, like added reinforcement, use it or don't use it, but it's going to be there. So we have a, a, it's called a tongue shelf. That's what we have it. So we had a tongue shelf, we had the front wall and we needed something to, to hold it in place. So that's where the, the bite pad comes in. So cool side note was we weren't really going for any kind of benefits in the, in the, bike bike pad but we ended up looking into that and finding out that there have been a lot of studies done on training with a bike pad and, and some benefits some of them are controversial um it's really like i don't make any claims about it really because it's not it's not the focus it's optio 2 it's to make you breathe optimally um but there are studies out there that say that having something in there to, to keep your jaw loose and relaxed and to to be able to bite down for one this is a no-brainer. It does protect your teeth. Um, I, I know someone, you know, I know some people that have said, yeah, I've seen people break their teeth doing, you know, just from lifting crazy hard. If, if you're getting after it, those are guys, you know, power lifters, but they will, they'll legitimately break teeth when they're lifted. Prevents that. Um, there's another, there's another product out there that is for that purpose. It's just a, a bite pad. There's a couple actually. Under Armour has one and there's another Canadian company, but it has some benefits to it. It's, it put it in, it increases strength. It increases, uh, it improves balance, improves posture, puts you in the right alignment. So there are a lot of benefits to it increases strength. Um, so there are benefits to having the bite pad, but like I said, that's not really, that wasn't the focus of it. That was never the intention, but there's so many people that, that use it now and say, I've got to have something to bite on when I'm lifting, you know, when I'm doing whatever. Yeah. That's, so. and that's so cool too, just to rewind to what you were saying, as far as like you saw a problem with your own training and found a way to fix that problem for you. And then it just kind of turned into this company. Like you and a friend had, like you said, like a, a class project, like an adult class project where it's like, Hey, how can we make this better for us? And then in turn, you make it better for all these other people as well. And I think that that's just so cool to see like the organic nature of it um, versus like, okay, how can I like find a way to create a product or like, how can I find a way to make money or how can I like, 
going in it with the right intention, I think just makes a huge difference in like the whole, I don't know, just like the organic nature of, of the company itself, of the product itself and kind of just where you're at with it, you know? Yeah. Necessity breeds invention. And like, it's, uh, it's something that was not forced. It's, um, it, you know, does it have, do we have ideas for improving it and adding on to it and adding onto a line? Like, yeah. But as far as like the first one that we came up with and, you know, we put it in our mouth and immediately said, yeah, that's it. Like it wasn't, uh, maybe I went through like 10 iterations or something of, you know, having, having a sample made of it and, or having at least like 3d prints and trying to get the sizing right and get it. So some people might prefer it a little bigger. Some people prefer it a little smaller. It is, it is made out of EVA, which is completely pliable. And I mean, you can, we have some people that don't like the tongue shell. Um, you can cut the tongue shell off if you want to, or you can cut it shorter. You know, the tongue shelf is, is just there so you can rest your tongue on it. And if you have your tongue on the tongue shelf, your, your mouth is in the proper position. And the reason you want to do that is because when you have it forward like that, it has your jaw forward a little bit. Your airway is as open as it's going to get. So your nasal passage is as open as it's going to get. So um, I don't know. I didn't really talk about the, the what we're calling the benefits of what we came across in the book as far as the benefits. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah, they so – I, the first one that, that I could have stopped at this point in the book, the first one I think that he leads with, the first one that jumped out at me was natural production of nitric oxide. So when you breathe, the way our bodies are designed, we've got mechanisms in our sinus cavity that when you breathe in, we naturally produce nitric oxide, which is um, most people are going to know that are listening, but it's a, it's a natural gas that is created that is a vasodilator. So it opens up your veins, improves circulation, gets your blood flowing, uh, gets more oxygen to your muscles, gets everything to your body better. Um, it's a huge, huge part of the supplement industry. I mean, people are spending whatever, millions, hundreds of millions, whatever, on, on supplementing nitric oxide. I had no idea that your body even produced it naturally. And the thing is, your body produces it naturally if you're breathing correctly. But if you breathe through your mouth, it doesn't produce nitric oxide. So that right there was the first thing that I used to take, you know, explode. That's, that's what I grew up taking yep. and loved it. Um, it got, it gives you the pump like instantly. It, it's like, that's full of caffeine and everything, but every, everything else, sugar, no, no sugar. But you know, I used to supplement for nitric oxide. Now I'm reading that you can breathe through your nose and produce it naturally. And side note, like I'm, I've mentioned, I'm, I'm older now. I've gotten away completely basically from supplements. Like there are, there's just too many that like, I guess when I was younger, I didn't care if they, or they didn't do it to me or I didn't care if they did or whatever. But <laughs> these days, like when I'm trying to pack stuff into a day, like I don't have time to whatever this thing made me just feel like, you know? So mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot away from supplements. It'll explode 300 milligrams of caffeine and whatever. I'm, I can't do that right now, Yeah, but I can breathe through my nose <laughs> and I still want nitric oxide. Right. So Improved circulation um, has way, it has applications way outside of just working out. I mean, everybody needs improved circulation, but that's the first one that, that really jumped out at me that I was saying, I could have stopped right there and, and uh, gone with that. The, the second, second most important, I mean, so like I was telling you, 
let me back up a little bit. There are, there are so many, there are a lot of benefits. Um, there are some mental health benefits to breathing through your nose. There are sleep benefits. Um, there's, there's studies out there. There's people that teach it as part of meditation and just overall well-being and everything. Um, I am wanting to not necessarily separate ourselves from that, but make it clear that we're not really trying to do this all-encompassing breath work type of company. You know, um, if you look like on our Instagram, I think it says we help, it's very simple. We help athletes breathe optimally for best performance or whatever, you know, like that's, that's what we're trying to do. So we want those few components that you can take and it's going to translate directly to performing better. Yes. Sleep's going to make you perform better. Yes. Lower stress and anti-anxiety, all that's going to make you perform better. But like, that's, that's just a whole area that like, we're going to leave to the experts, do all that. We're kind of focusing in on what, what drew us to it, which is nitric oxide. And, and the other, I don't, I, I can go into like kind of surface level. And I think, I think Tom, you covered this on the, the oxygen advantage recap, but basically the whole component, the, the dominant all down, as far as nose breathing, you want to build up what's called CO2 tolerance in your body. Okay. You want your body to get comfortable with having more CO2 in it. The reason is the component that tells our body to open up our cells and take in oxygen is not the fact that we don't have oxygen in our blood. It's the fact that we do have CO2. Okay. Two completely different things. So if I'm completely out of air, that's not going to tell my body, my cells to open up and give me oxygen. It, but if I have CO2 in my bloodstream, it is going to tell me, okay, it's kind of tricky, but like, you have to understand that to understand why nose breathing is important. The reason nose breathing plays into that is that when you breathe, when I take a deep breath in and out through my mouth, that's super quick. There was no time for my body to, to factor in that I just pulled in a bunch of oxygen and, and the CO2 was the result of that. You know, my body, oxygen came in, CO2 went out like that. Your nose has a lot less capacity, less volume. It's really like 50% of your mouth. So it's going to exhale 50% more slowly, right? So that's, that's about as scientific as I'll ever get into it on the explanation. But like, ultimately, I want to exhale more slowly through my nose because that's going to tell my body, it's going to give my body time to recognize that there's CO2 in my blood. Does that make sense? So doing that, your body's going to recognize, hey, I've got more CO2 in the blood. I need to open up these cells and bring in this oxygen, right? So now your body's way more receptive to oxygen. So what it means is that your body's getting way more, your muscles, your tissues, they're all getting more oxygen. So one thing he, one thing Patrick McCune explains in the book is that it's not, people want to take these huge deep breaths. Huge, I mean, it's like one of the most common, you know, misnomers in our, misconceptions in our, just like mouth breathing, it's supposed to be normal. Like it's just a misconception. People want to take these huge deep breaths in through their mouth and think that that's going to help with getting more oxygen in, right? So you're running and you think, I'm going to take a huge deep breath to get my body more oxygen. It's, it's counterintuitive for one thing. It doesn't, it does the opposite of what you want it to do. But what it does is when you, when you take in all that oxygen, your body didn't have a problem with being saturated. You already had all the oxygen that you needed in your body. Okay. We stay at, unless we have some kind of medical condition, some kind of pulmonary disease or, or disorder, 
our bodies are going to stay pretty much at like 98, 99% saturated with oxygen. Mm -hmm. um, so that's not the problem. We don't need more oxygen. We need more oxygen getting into our cells, right? So what we need is to give that CO2 time to sit in our bodies so that our cells are recognizing it and opening up and letting in that oxygen. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, if you can like wrap your head around that, then it makes the, the nose breathing very kind of no brainer, but that's, that's a pretty big task to try and get people to understand that and care about it. Well, and even, even beyond that too, it's like, there's so many things with the nose breathing. So for example, um, and we talked earlier about how like elite athletes focus on recovery and the importance of that versus just like going and killing yourself in the gym every day. Um, you know, breathing through your nose is going to activate your diaphragm more, right? So like you're going to be able to breathe more with the proper muscles. Um, something that we see a lot with, with our clients or, or um, you know, with someone who comes in with neck pain even or something like that, where when you breathe through your mouth, you're using the accessory muscles where you're like, like no one can see me right now, but I basically just like taking in a, a breath through the mouth. It uses all the muscles besides the diaphragm to get that air in. So it's less um, efficient in that way. But then also from a recovery standpoint, when you breathe through your nose, you're activating the vagus nerve, which is like a parasympathetic response. Um, and it gets you out of that like fight or flight stage sooner. So, so it brings you from like more of a sympathetic response to that parasympathetic, which whether it's within your training where, you know, between sets, you're able to get more of that calming factor, recover faster. Like you said, that's probably why you get that sensation of being able to like the next set, you're able to do more than you would otherwise. Like you can do 15 pull-ups instead of eight because you had better, more optimal recovery in that duration between sets, you know, same thing with sprints, but then it even goes like outside of that where after your training to do more nasal breathing, um, you know, with sleeping, we've talked about that on a, on a previous podcast as well, the importance of breathing through your nose when you're sleeping, but just there's such a huge aspect of that with recovery. And that's why I think it's so important that you touched on that earlier about, you know, elite athletes, people that want to optimize their health, optimize their well-being, are going to focus more on recovery and not so much just on the actual exercises or training itself. Yeah, and it sounds cool, and it sounds like uh, maybe like lazy, but like it's hard to focus on recovery. It's hard to make yourself not go into the gym once you get into that flow, and that's what you want to do. And especially when you're younger, and you know, recovery doesn't take as long when you're younger. So it's not right. the same for me as a 24 year old that you know I need X amount of days, whatever, or however I'm going to do that, active recovery or whatever. Yes, they recoup faster, but ultimately, what we're trying to do is is you know, it's a very, we, we know too, that it's a, it's the market isn't everybody. Yes. Every single person should be breathing through their nose. Patrick, I think it's in the book somewhere. There's a, a quote that 80% of people now breathe through their mouth. Like we've gotten so far away from the way we're supposed to do it. And if you go like, you know, people need to read the book cause I'm not going to like ruin the whole thing, but yeah. it's all the same stuff I'm saying, but it's the way it's like people are all into paleo because that's the way we used to do it. Well, Hey, the way we used to do it was we used to breathe through our nose and people's faces used to be shaped correctly. And like, you know, uh, you go to the oldest, there's like, not Aborigine, but like there's some, some tribes still around that the, he was pointing out in the book that a researcher had noticed the females that were taking care of the new babies would always push the baby's mouth shut. If they ever caught one mouth breathing to make them grow up 
nosebleeding, you know, and they knew that and we don't know it. Like, you know, we know some stuff we don't need to know, but we don't know that. We don't know the most common stuff. That's, and that's, you know, whatever, a reflection of our society or where it's all gone and whatever, but we've all gotten so far away from it. So that's all it is. And, and that's a deeper thing. I mean, you're touching on, like I said, some of the stuff of, yeah, parasympathetic, sympathetic. It definitely gets you out of fight or flight. It, it, okay. So one thing that's, that's, that does factor into this is that just like breathing through your nose now can take you out of fight or flight and regulates your body and, and gets it to where it needs to be. The opposite is also true. So there are a lot of people that are of the thinking that anxiety is a breathing disorder, you know, because here's the deal. If, if, if breathing through your nose takes you out of sympathetic, then breathing through your mouth by definition puts you into it. Right. And so now all of a sudden we've just, we've just turned on a switch that doesn't need to be turned on and we don't know why it's going on, but we're sitting here breathing with our mouth open and we're anxious and we got stuff going, you know, so it's, Again, that's not what I go into. There are other people that, that have made this their life's work and they're doing breath work and all that. And then, you know, if people are interested in that, then they should seek them out. Um, but that's not, that's not our deal. We're trying to, we want to optimize as athletes. We want to, you know, my, my, I'm probably not doing vertical anymore. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's so much harder. My, my, I just don't leave the ground, but, <laughs> but I do play golf and I do go for a distance and, um, and I did, I did compete for a minute at long drive and I made, uh, that's more likely for me. And that is, so that is something that I'm working towards. You know, there are still athletic endeavors that I am pursuing higher levels of. And so, Hey, I need, I wouldn't have said this when I was younger. I didn't think it, but I do need every edge I can get. And, you know, our, our biggest, I would say our biggest, amount of sales and all that is from more of a triathlon uh triathlete background you know people that are we know they give a shit about what they're you know like we know they care enough to go out there like and seconds matter to them and minutes matter to them am i gonna convince the dude that goes to the gym every night probably not i don't know you know people may want to hear or may not you know and some of those guys do for sure but like we're talking about elite athletes. We really are. And, and you have to do it to, if you're not doing it, you're giving somebody else an edge that is doing it, you know? Absolutely. Exactly. Where do you see the product going next? Um, so I, it's super new. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, we're getting it out there right now. Um, I mentioned it's, it's me and my partner, Austin, and we, uh, we've been working real hard to, to reach people. We're taking a social media, marketing strategy. I mean, that's, that's really where we're trying to get the word out about this. Um, we want to connect with people like y'all and, and people on, on social media that have a following of people who do care, um, you know, and would give this the, the, the energy to learn and understand what it is. Um, so this product's super new. It's really, it, we're, we're constantly asking for feedback and we're, we're getting a lot of feedback. Um, we haven't had a lot of feedback on changing the product. We really haven't. Um, I've had, you know, we, we sent some out when we were getting started. Um, just asking for feedback. We have had like two people that like, weren't really, like didn't get it or whatever, you know, um, everybody else has seemed to, to, we've had a great response to it. Um, so as far as the, the product, I, 
I don't see the Optio 2 Sport is the, the flagship product. I don't really see – there's not too much to iterate on it right now. Um, we've talked about maybe adjusting the tongue shelf a little bit. We're trying to get more feedback on that. It's likely coming that, you know, it's it's – yes, it can be cut. People don't understand that. We really don't communicate it well, so maybe we'll shorten it or something like that. Um, and maybe add a little more coverage. It's not necessary, but it might look better. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, right now we're going to work on getting the product out there really as is, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's the goal for right now. Um, we do have, we do have plans and one being developed that is, uh, basically, so like I said, the product as is requires that you can breathe through your nose, right? Um, we are working on one and, and have it coming out that will essentially, allow people that can't breathe through their nose to get most of the benefits of the product and, and what it is restricted airflow through your mouth. So, um, there's some people that don't like breathing through their nose, you know, and, and they don't, that's, that's kind of the tier right below the ones that are like, yeah, I don't like it either, but that's what I have to do to get to that level. Right. So, um, those guys, they're going to breathe through their mouth, whether, even though they know it's, or, or have been told that it's not, optimal um we have a way to to still kind of provide most of the benefits there's no way unless you breathe through your nose you're not going to produce nitric oxide so we can't do that we can't replicate that but we can kind of mimic what the nose does with still breathing through the mouth so we have one coming out for that i'll, I'll let you all know as soon as that one's available it should be in the next like month honestly awesome yeah and that's um just for reference for for the listeners too um tom and i have both used the product absolutely love it um you know especially compared to the tape like we were talking about before because our, our goal is to optimize and our goal is to be the best that we can and neither one of us are like elite athletes or anything by that means either but we're extremely interested in this stuff and we're we love just trying to find ways to be more optimized in our health um you know to, to reach new levels for our own training goals so um again we've we've both used it loved it um, can really vouch for this product and it's something too where um, like we were telling Jake it we haven't really partnered with a lot of people just because we feel like what we what we you know preach is mostly like focusing on um, more of a holistic approach and, and looking at these types of things where it's not like finding a certain supplement or finding a certain whatever it is it's it's something that kind of brings you back to the basics like the ancestral days of, like you said, like with the different tribes, you know, like that has what, what's been shown to be the best for our health. Um, and it, it's just really cool for us uh, to be able to partner with you and to be able to talk with you and everything like that, because this is truly a product that helps you to optimize your life by just better using the systems that your body already has in place, you know, and, and that really stands out to us. Um, and that's a big part of why we, you know, love what you're doing. Um, and for the listeners, just for reference as well, we do have a discount code that you can use. Uh, and that is bold base. You just type that out, type that in at checkout. Um, and Jake, where, where can people find the products and where can they find out more about you? Yeah, they, uh, so the, the website where we sell them is opti02labs.com. So it's O P T I the letter O two labs.com. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's already set up. So if you might go there and, and at checkout, uh, enters bold days, you'll get 10% off 
plus free shipping in the U.S. Um, we are on Instagram. We're constantly uh, we're trying to on Instagram put out some stuff that's you know going to be helpful. And so we're, we're we may not be posting every day, but we're posting stuff when we can as far as relevant to what we're doing and some some good tips and what you know some other stuff you can do. I mean, I'll I'll tell you too. Yes, people do say. Uh, why don't you just breathe through your nose? I've referenced that. And yes, I mean, I, I agree with that. And that, so what the background on the product, it's honestly intended to be more, maybe like a, a training aid, you know, or, or like, a, that's not a good word because we are using it in training. So it's training wheels. Okay. So like learn how to breathe correctly, get your body used to it to where you don't need it anymore. I mean, that would be exactly. ideal. Um, I, I've said it like, I'll always use it working out because the bike pad provides the benefits that, that are noticeable. I mean, put it in and you're going to notice. So, um, and, and the bike pad also contributes to, to less lactic acid. So this is, I'm circling back up another example, but I, I'm not a runner. Like I don't like to run, never have. And I can go out now and, and I wanted to test this thing. I'll go out and run and it's not like I'm running a marathon or anything like that, but I will run and I'll stop running because I'm bored. Like I don't want to run anymore. It's it's mm-hmm. not that like, Oh my God, I hate this. I got to stop running. You know, that it used to be, it's, it's legitimately, I don't want to run anymore. I'm bored. So I'll, I'll stop running. Um, so I've noticed like an insane difference. Um, we, we get, we get feedback all day that it's the same type of stories that's, uh, so anyways, I don't mean to go off on another tangent. It, it is visit our Instagram, follow us. It's at Optio two labs, same spelling. Um, and if anybody, you know, anybody's ever welcome to reach out to me at any time, it's just jake at optio2labs.com. Awesome. And I, I can, uh, not to backtrack too much, but I can vouch for that same, same situation where Tom's in a little bit different boat because he's run a marathon, but I Perfect. absolutely hate running. I, I don't like running. Um, I'm more of like a, a speed athlete or basketball or lifting yeah. weights or whatever. Running just like I can't do it. And it wasn't until relatively recently in the last maybe year or so that I realized it was because I was mouth breathing where I would get like, I would get anxiety. I would feel kind of like tight in the neck. Um, and I would just like, what, like what stopped me from running was my breathing. It was never like my legs getting tired. It was never whatever. It was just like, I could no longer breathe and I would get like anxiety. And it was that sympathetic response that we're talking about where my body's just like taking in air the wrong way and doesn't know how to process what I'm doing. Um, and I recently went on a run with the Optio 2 uh, with my wife because she likes to run. And the same thing, it wasn't like super long duration, but it, I think it was like three miles, which for me is a yeah. lot. And uh, no breathing issues like whatsoever. Like by the end of the run, she knows from when we run in the past, she's like, are you like, are you good? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Like I'll, I, I'll, I'll do the same. I walk into my house and I'm like wide eyed. I'm telling my wife like, I just ran like I look I can yeah. talk to you completely <laughs> normal like I'm not I'm not winded you know and I wish I had these to reference there are a few uh a few that we reference and and I think we put it on our Instagram or something but some very like high level athletes yeah I'm gonna butcher it but there was a runner from Kenya that uh ran the 800 and just like smoked smoked everybody you watch him he never opens his mouth and he gets to the end of the race and he walks off and he's smiling and he's cool everybody else is dying and he's, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, he, he has a world record. So if you type in a uh, world record run for the 800, you'll yeah. see him. But um, there is, 
maybe in the book they talk about this cyclist that just like dominated you know back in the day or maybe now and and he uh he would go up this one hill in the tour de france and just like fly up it and then they'd have some rest right after and within 60 seconds he'd have his body his whole body back to base level you know he wasn't just like puffing and and out of control or anything everybody else around him is and the guys the guy will tell you he never would open his mouth he Okay, so I think it is in the book. They would say that uh, he taught himself to breathe through his nose by like using tree links between different trees. Like he would test himself. Like I'm gonna go this far without breathing through my mouth, and then I'm gonna go this far, and he just built it up that way to where he became an elite at the top of the sport. So it's it's very it's real. It's very necessary. I mean, it's not again. I don't want to leave that advantage out there when it's when it's that simple. You know. Um, okay, I'm not gonna take. This is out there. You can cut it, but it's uh, no. I'm not taking steroids. You know, even though that might give me some kind of edge somewhere. This is completely clean and free. It's breathing the right air. Well, and and yeah, I mean, I, I think the big thing there. And, <laughs> well, there's no <laughs> downside to this. With steroids, yeah. there's a there's a health downside where it can negatively affect you. Breathing through your nose, there's no downside. So, like, you look at this risk reward. Same as sleeping. Same with eating healthy. We minimize the risk of something bad happen, and we maximize the result. And those are the things that we want, and that's the things we want to optimize with. We're not trying to do these high-risk, high-reward strategies. We're trying to minimize the risk, maximize the rewards. Yeah. So okay, definitely, yeah. but I, I hear yeah, you yeah. there. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that, that's the same yeah, thing. I don't know just, mind. You know, finding things that aren't inorganic, aren't unnatural, and, and that's why your you know, product is so cool is that it – promotes more of a natural efficient way for your body to be optimized so that's you know again why it really stands out to us um you know again for our listeners go check it out um promise you it'll be value added um and can definitely change your you know your recovery your training and and ultimately your life so um jake loved having you on man we'll have to do it again sometime um stay in touch and we just we love what you're doing so keep it up awesome thanks so much see you guys